It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This Tuesday edition of Locked On Redskins is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Visit MyBookie.ag today. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on Breaking Football. You can also find my other podcast on there, Breaking the Draft Podcast. I actually just recorded one with John Valencia and Justin Gamble, so be sure to check that out tomorrow. And also, you can find my work here on Megaphone with Locked on Redskins, also on iTunes, Locked on Redskins as well. And at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter, I'm fairly frequent on there, which can be construed as very good or very bad. I love it on Twitter, so... Whatever, sue me for it. But today's episode, we're going to have a very fun episode where it's a little different. It's going to be more of me vetting and ranting about certain players. Today, we're going to call this episode The Expendables. And by that, I mean which players on this Redskins team who are in contract years, or maybe some of them won't be in contract years, but have kind of played themselves or the play of other players has made them expendable on this roster. So without further ado, to try to jump into this, the first big player that who has kind of proven that they are expendable and how the Redskins can completely live without them next year. Kirk, no, I'm just kidding. Not Kirk Cousins. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor came into the year as a very hyped up free agent. The Redskins brought in to kind of be their number one guy to kind of replace Deshaun Jackson, replace Pierre Garçon, be the guy to take over on this offense, be the guy who can be that next thousand yard receiver, maybe even get 10 touchdowns, something that Garçon and Deshaun have not done and be just a new, raw, physical receiver that the Redskins can have. That has not gone very well at all. Terrell Pryor has been terrible this year, and his season actually just ended today, I believe, or yesterday, when the Redskins placed him on IR for the rest of the season. So his season ends with a grand total of 20 catches for 240 yards, with 12 yards per catch average, and one touchdown. Not really that next stud that we were kind of promised going into the year for sure, and definitely not the kind of stud that we saw in his all-season workouts that we saw in training camp that we saw and all that. And he has really played himself into being 100% expendable. Like he's at the point where the last couple of games he was not in the offense whatsoever, and the Redskins dropped 38 or 31 points against the Saints, and I think 30 30 points against the Vikings as well. They dropped over 30 points on two very good football teams without him even in the lineup. So I mean, just in general, I mean, Pryor is definitely expendable. He does not need to come back to this roster. I think a lot of Redskins fans would completely agree. And Kirk Cousins is, is performing with guys like Josh Dox and performing with Ryan Grant, stuff like that. So maybe they can use the $6 million they used on Terrell Pryor to find a, you know, maybe a receiver in free agency that's actually a receiver or a guy for the draft who can easily replace Pryor. Pryor is 100% expendable. Redskins can move on from him. Now this next one is a guy who I'm going to get a lot of flack for. I already know I will. But, I mean... The member, the best ability 
is availability in the NFL. And Jordan Reed has just not been healthy his whole career. Now, don't get me wrong. Jordan Reed is one of the most athletically gifted, talented, stud like tight ends that I've seen the Redskins ever have. I mean, he is a legit threat. But if you can only get six, six seven games of him every single year, is he really worth the five years, $50 million contract that he's getting paid? It really is not worth it at all. I don't understand it. I, I, it, it's, it sucks because it's like the same thing that's going on with Tyler Eifert in Cincinnati. Neither team wants to move on from their guys. The Redskins don't want to move on from Jordan Reed. Heck, I don't want to move on from him. But with the play of Vernon Davis, with the play of Niles Paul when he's healthy, Jeremy Sprinkle, a rookie they just drafted, who, who looks kind of promising this year, is Jordan Reed really a necessity where you can just pay him all that money just for six, seven games from him every single year? I would actually lean on the side of no. And I think that there's a, you know, I mean, I don't think there's a tight end like him in this draft where they can just draft him. He's going to come in and beat Jordan Reed, obviously. But I think, you know, you could get decent capital from him. You can get a second or third round pick. Or if teams are really scared of his injuries, you can still dump that contract for a fourth round pick. And I'm completely okay with it. The Redskins have guys they need to sign this offseason. They have Brandon Sheriff, who's eligible for an extension. They have Kirk Cousins, who needs to get paid, who I will continually talk about needs to get paid. Quinton Dunbar and Ty Insecki are two other guys that probably should get paid. All these guys need to get paid, and the Redskins could use the extra cap space. And honestly, again, Reed never plays. Who cares if you move on from him? It's like if fans really were crying about Reed getting traded, it's like, okay, there's six, six performances where like maybe two of them he has a big game that are out the window, but that's about it. So I don't honestly see the big problem moving on from Jordan Reed because, again, he just doesn't play. And remember, the best ability in the NFL is availability. If you're not playing, if you're not on the field, you're not productive, you're not important to a roster. And Kirk Cousins proven this year he can put up numbers without Jordan Reed. And I think when he goes next year against a lesser, like, out-of-conference schedule when he's not playing the Saints or the Vikings every single week, Kirk Cousins will prove, if he's still on the Redskins, that he can really ball and really win games without guys like Jordan Reed, without guys like Terrell Pryor on this roster. So I think the best interest of the Redskins would be to move on from Jordan Reed and just kind of get him out of here. Again, you can get good draft capital for him, and you can dump that contract and really pay guys who are going to be on the field and win games for you. So it hurts me to say this because Jordan Reed is a very good football player, but I think it's time for the Redskins to move on. Now before we jump into some other players here, this whole podcast is just going to be expendable players, by the way. Just a preview of the rest of the week. Wednesday's edition of Locked on Redskins, we are going to do the mailbag as always. Love the mailbag, so send in your questions. I Again, I appreciate every single question you guys send in. It is very fun, and I always love interacting with you guys. Thursday, I'm going to try to get one up in the morning, previewing the Redskins and Giants game. I'm, I don't know <laughs> if I really will, because it, again, it is Thanksgiving Day. I know a lot of people are celebrating, myself included. So I'm going to try to get one up on Thursday as well. And then Friday's episode, we'll be breaking down the season games of two rookies, Monte Nicholson and Samaje Piran. Should be very fun. Both players have been very good this year and very fun to watch. Piran not, not, hasn't been that good until recently, but we will go over all that on Friday, so be sure to tune in for a very fun week of Locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Now our next expendable player that we're going to put on the chopping block here. Let's go with Sean Laval. I mean, Sean Laval has got a really bad rep here in Washington the last couple years. A lot of fans don't like him because they see him as the weak spot on this offensive line. I think he's a bit underrated. A couple years ago, I mean, honestly, two years ago when, when Sheriff was still like a rookie or a sophomore just kind of getting into his own, Trent was a little banged up and didn't play as much. Laval was perhaps the best lineman on this team. Before he really got into his injury problems, he really was one of the better linemen on this team. He was better than Long, better than Moses for sure. He really did a great job on that left side. But since the injuries with his age as well and the contract of $5 million coming to an end this year, I think it's time for the Skins to move on and finally find a new left guard that they can put there. I think they can find a guy in the draft for sure. If not, there are usually pretty good guards out there on the free agents market. I haven't really looked into too many of the guards that are going to be free agents this year. To name a couple off the top of my head, though, Andrew Norwell is a very good guard for Carolina. I don't see them really moving on from him, but if he does hit the market, he could be a very good replacement. And Justin Pugh for the Giants, again, a very, very good guard who really could be a good replacement for Laval if the Redskins were to move on from him. But like I said, again, the, the big issue with him is just he's never healthy, and then age is really caught up to him. And it's just kind of time to move on. If he comes back on maybe like a one-year, $1 million deal, something really cheap like that, I could see the Skins exploring that. But other than that, I really don't see him coming back to this roster for sure. Speaking of older players that the Redskins really need to move on from, God, and he's just, I mean, he's been washed up for years, but he definitely looks washed up this year. D'Angelo Hall. Please, Redskins, do not bring this guy back. He's just a waste of money. He's making $4.2 million this year. I don't know if that counts. I'm on spot track right now, so I don't know if that counts with the cut he took in the offseason. But $4 million to a guy who is an absolute liability on the back end is a no bueno for me. No bueno. I do not like Daniel Hall on this roster anymore. He's way, way, way past his prime, and he's just not a good player. I mean, he is definitely washed up. He can't make tackles, and, and he's not a good safety, too. Like, he was never a good tackler when he played corner. And it's kind of translating to safety. With him being a free safety, he has to make a lot of open space, open field tackles, and he just can't do it. He's not Charles Woodson, where Charles Woodson can jump back there and do it at a pretty good level. D'Angelo Hall is above average corner for most of his career, who had the athleticism where you could see him being a free safety, but he doesn't have the athleticism anymore. He doesn't have the open field tackling. He doesn't have the willingness to tackle. And he just doesn't see the field very well from the free safety spot. So I don't like D'Angelo Hall as a free safety. I don't like him as a corner. I don't like him as a football player anymore. I don't like him on a roster. So if the Redskins were to re-sign him, I think they'd be very stupid. I think the Redskins, you know, if you want to keep him in the building, put him as a defensive back assistant coach or something like that. I'm okay with that. I don't care. Defensive backs seem to love him. So bring him back as an assistant coach or something like that. I don't care. But just don't put him in a Redskins uniform anymore. For the Redskins, it is definitely time to move on. And keeping again with our age trend here. I know we are going with age guys right now. But Junior Gallette is 100% a guy the Skins can afford to move on from, mainly because he's an older player who's coming off two terrible Achilles injuries. And, you know, if he's shown something this year, I'll be fine with, with signing him. But at this point, he's just an unproductive, older edge player where the Redskins really need to upgrade that position or, or save money for Trent Murphy because I like Trent Murphy. If Trent Murphy come back on maybe like a one-year deal off his ACL injury, I'd be okay with that. But again, Junior Gallette is an old, washed-up player who's not very productive doesn't give you much as a situational pass rusher and he's kind of lost a step and it's just it's just not worth it and also I don't think he's much of a headache I'm not going to say it like that but he is definitely like a, a personality type guy I know he's bought into this Washington team he's bought into the culture here so I'm not knocking him for this I'm just saying him always on Twitter always tweeting at stuff always kind of it, it is a little annoying and a little taxing 
especially when he predicted like 15 sacks for himself this year and he's got a big goose egg so far late in the year and it's kind of embarrassing for him. It's just a guy, again, a very unproductive veteran who's coming off two Achilles injuries. Just not worth keeping around anymore, so the Redskins should definitely move on from him this offseason. So before we jump into our last little bit of unrestricted free agents that the Redskins should just move on from and not re-sign, I just want to remind you guys to check out mybookie.ag for all your betting needs this week. Now, I know it's Thanksgiving, we'll all be celebrating, but wouldn't it be great to win some money? You can just show off to all your family, win some money betting on the games, where all the games everybody's watching, even on Thanksgiving, you bet on them on mybookie.ag and won a lot of money. So I'm going to give you guys two games to bet on. And again, I want to remind you guys, I'm excellent at this, by the way, because Recency bias has made me believe I'm great. Last week, I said put your money on the Redskins and Eagles, and if you would have done that, you would have won some money. So let me try to continue my hot streak here. We're going to keep with the theme of Washington, but we're going to kind of go a little opposite here. Last week, I said the Redskins would definitely cover a 7.5-point spread. I didn't see the Redskins losing by more than 7 to the Saints. This week, the Redskins are favored by 7. Now, I know it is at Washington, and the Giants are a putrid football team. I know, even though the Giants are not very good, it's a divisional game against a team that we've struggled with in the past. So I don't see the Redskins beating the Giants by more than seven. I see it being like a three-point score or a three-point game. So that is definitely one game I'll put money on. The other one that kind of confused me was the Rams being favored over the Saints by two points. Now, I know it's at LA, so it's kind of like a split game. It's kind of the, the odds people saying that these two teams are even. But I think the Saints are on just another level right now, and the Rams just got beat up by the Vikings last week. So I do see the Saints coming out and, and winning that game against the Rams. So definitely put your money on this week, the New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants. And I think you guys will win. And just a reminder, when you are putting your money out there, put it on mybookie.ag. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to 100% bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Now to jump into our last little wave of unrestricted free agents who I think the Redskins should really move on to. And then later on, we're going to jump into like guys who are on the roster currently where I don't know if it'll make sense to just cut them up right, but their play is definitely warranted the Redskins cutting them. But to jump into the unrestricted free agents, this one again might, might upset some people, but Bashad Breland has made himself expendable this year, not only from his play, but from his, the way he talks on social media, from all these other things. And this kind of goes with what I said about the culture of this team not too long ago. Now, the Redskins have built a culture in this locker room with guys like DJ Swearinger, Zach Brown, Mason Foster, Will Compton, Josh Norman, Kirk Cousins. You know, just to name a couple guys right there. Where they're going to come in, they're going to work, and they are fully invested into the Redskins. Now, you could argue Cousins, but Cousins is a leader on this team. These guys are fully invested in this roster. They're fully invested in this team winning, and they're fully invested in everything to do with the Redskins. Now, Rashad Breland has kind of been the one exception this year. And I have said on earlier pods, again, if you have the talent, you can overcome that kind of stuff. But I don't think he has that talent. Rashad Breland is a good player who just runs his mouth too much, cries too much, and gets in his own head way too much. And quite frankly, when the Redskins have enough depth with Quentin Dunbar and Fabian Moreau, where he's not really a need on this roster, especially if he's demanding cornerback one or high-end cornerback two money, he's not a need on this roster anymore. So I'm completely fine with the Redskins moving on from Rashad Breland after this year. I don't really see him as extremely valuable to this roster. And honestly, I I just I don't really want him around anymore. I mean, his his tirades on Twitter have been definitely notable and annoying. And it's just a distraction from the team. And again, the Redskins have moved on from guys like that. 
Chris Baker is no longer a Redskin. Ricky Jean Francois is not no longer a Redskin. Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon are no longer Redskins. They are talented guys for sure, and they, they probably could have helped the Redskins this year. But they are guys who are all about themselves, who complained a lot, wanted, requested trades whatsoever, complained about the coaches, and they're all gone. Breland's the only one who stayed, mainly because he's making $650,000 this year. Next year, he's going to command a lot more than that. I just don't see the Redskins paying that, especially with guys like Quentin Dunbar and Fabio Moreau. So I think it is time for the Redskins and Rashad Breland to move on. Now, the last notable player the Redskins need to move on from, and you guys already know my opinion on this position, so I don't really see it as like significant or anything like that because, again, it's just a kicker. But Dustin Hopkins, Nick Rose has played really well. Nick Rose has come in. He has a big leg. He makes a lot of field goals, and he kicks the ball at the back of the end zone, which is everything that Hopkins does except we really don't have to pay Rose that much. Where Hopkins, he might ask for a little bit more money. So if Hopkins is asking for any, anything more than like the minimum, just don't pay him. I don't care about kickers. Don't ever pay a kicker more than the minimum unless it's Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker is probably the only kicker in the NFL that deserves more than the minimum. The rest of his kickers, I, I don't care about them. They're, I mean, I, I, again, I don't, I don't want you guys to always listen about how much I hate kickers and how much I don't care about them, but really. If a kicker is requesting any kind of money whatsoever, where it could even put like a tiny bit of a restriction on, on who you pay for in, the, in free agency or, or who you sign from the rest of your team, then who cares? Just move on. Look at Tressway. Tressway got paid by the Skins, and he actually makes a little bit of money. And since then, he has become terrible just because they're stupid kickers get in their own heads, and they don't know how to do their job. So move on from Hopkins. I don't care. He's a kicker. And Nick Rose has been fine. He's been everything that Hopkins has been, and maybe even better in some departments. So it is time for the Redskins to move on. Now before we jump into our last little part of this show where I name some guys who are currently on the Redskins roster, currently under contract, that it might not be you know, them having a big contract the Redskins need to move on from, not anything like that. It's just guys who have become expendable through their play, and their poor play has made it so the Redskins should consider a replacement or consider an upgrade in that position. So we'll jump into that in a second. But before we jump into that, I do want to say again, review, rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Redskins on iTunes. I have loved the reviews so far. I read them every day like I always tell you guys. Just remember to be a tad bit nice because I do read every single review. But again, guys, rate, subscribe, review to Locked on Redskins on iTunes. I appreciate it, and I love all your guys' support so far. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now to jump into the last little bit of this segment, I would say that Rob Kelly's play has been poor enough to where the Redskins should explore moving on from him. Maybe, I mean, maybe not cutting the guy because, again, he is a very cheap option. He has had some good moments, but it has definitely opened the door for the position to be upgraded. Now, Samaj P. Ryan has looked good in parts this year, and he really has done very well, so I don't, the jury's still out on him. I, I'm okay with waiting to see what we have with him for the rest of this season. But if he plays poorly like he did the first half of the year, then the Redskins definitely need to upgrade that position, mainly because of Rob Kelly not being very good and P. Ryan trying to adjust to an NFL position. But that spot has definitely shown that it needs to be upgraded because of the expendability of Rob Kelly, and it's almost time where the Redskins just need to move on from him. The last guys I would say for this would be Stacey McGee and Terrell McClain. I know they were just brought in the offseason as 
as kind of rotational type defensive line guys, but Redskins are paying them a lot of money and they're just not very productive at this point. And the Redskins really need an upgrade from them. And honestly, you know, while we're on the subject of defensive line, Ziggy Hood could definitely be upgraded. I mean, I don't know why he's still here at this point. He is not a nose tackle. As a defensive end, he's fine. I'm okay with him as a rotational defensive end. But as a nose tackle, he just doesn't do it for me. Redskins really need to get a big, strong, powerful guy who can hold at the point of the attack, and that's just not Ziggy Hood. So the Redskins could just move on from him, and also Terrell McClain and Stace McGee, if they had a chance to move on from them, I'd be okay with it. But it's about time where these guys, like the reason I had this show today was mainly because these are the guys who are dead weight. We, we blame Kirk Cousins, we blame Jay Gruden for a lot of losses, but these dead weight guys, the D'Angelo Halls, Rashad Breland, stuff like this, Guys who the Redskins don't need to pay in the offseason are the reason why a lot of these losses are going down. They're not good players, and quite frankly, they're just not worth contract money, and they're not worth keeping around. So I'm all for the Redskins just moving on from these guys, and honestly, that's that was the point of this whole podcast. They're all expendable, or guys like Kirk Cousins and Chris Thompson, those types of players are not expendable whatsoever. Those are guys you need to keep around. So like, cut your loss on these guys, and keep around you know that players actually win games for you that was the whole point that those guys are all expendables and it's time for the skins to just move on from all of them in the offseason here all right guys that is all i have for today's show so be sure again to send in your questions for tomorrow's podcast i would love to answer any questions you guys have i will answer all of them even stupid silly ones that have nothing to do with redskins or football that's just who i am on this podcast so remember send them all in and also be on the lookout for thursday's breaking down of the redskins and giants matchup and Friday, breaking down the games of Monte Nicholson and Samaj P. Ryan. And I will go as much as I can in detail into those two players. And it'll be, it should be a blast. So, guys, remember to be sure to tune in to Locked on Redskins throughout the week. We're going to be on Megaphone or iTunes, whichever out, outlet you listen to. Fine by me. But remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all of it. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. And if you don't hear my show tomorrow, just be sure to enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys. It is a great time of year to be around family, watching football. It is Super fun unless you work in retail like me where it's kind of hectic. But again, guys, Thanksgiving is a great time of year. The idea behind it, giving thanks for, for many things you're thankful for, is is an awesome thing. So just enjoy your Thanksgiving this year, guys. And be sure to tune tomorrow as we answer the mailbag questions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.